Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. And as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. That's right. My name is Mike Pirowarski, coming to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown, two-way views, conservative news. And Craig, how was, uh, how was your weekend? Well, I will tell you, the last week has been, well, it, it's been an interesting one, uh, uh, to say the very least. Uh, I, As you know, my uh, my my daughter was expecting our, our first grandson, or my first grandson. Uh, and uh, now, he wasn't supposed to be due until June 1st, but uh, seeing as how he f- comes from, you know, my background, he generally tends to be early, as opposed to just, you know, showing up late or on time. Uh, so, about... Five, six weeks early, uh, my my daughter goes into labor and then they decide they're not going to deliver the baby for a couple of days. And anyway, it was a it was an interesting last week. Spent most of my time in a hospital where I had very little Internet connection, which, by the way, folks, is uh, one of the reasons why you didn't get the program last Wednesday, Thursday. Although Friday was more kind of a of technical difficulties. For some reason, the Internet gods just did not want us to be on the air. Hey, sometimes it happens, and uh, you just got to go with the flow. But uh, congrats on the first grandson and uh, healthy mom and healthy baby there. Yes, many, many blessings, many, many blessings. And then on Friday had a very uh, well, a very interesting announcement. Uh, uh, some of you know that I've been involved politically in California for quite a while, and uh, been sitting on a school board for uh, nineteen years. Eighteen, well, eighteen almost. I'm on my nineteenth year on the school board, and. Uh, am represented by an individual who is, while he is a very nice guy, is a very ineffective representative. Uh, and, uh, well, Mike, I decided to throw my hat into the ring for U.S. Congress. I will be running for California's 6th Congressional District, uh, which is basically here in uh, Sacramento County. It'll be my first opportunity to be represented by a Republican uh, in, in, in a very, 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 very long time. Right, and let's be clear that you're running for the U.S. Congress, not that uh, circus they got going on out, th- on out there in California. No, most definitely not. Most definitely not. Although, to be honest, see, the thing that would be interesting about being in the California legislature is is that there are so many dullards who are there who are just not. I mean, we're talking the dullest knives in the drawer, right? Uh, that it would be entertaining I mean, it would be entertaining, to say the least. It would be entertaining theater. Uh, I would make them look stupid at every turn because they just simply are not there. Having said that, uh, I, you know, as when I was lobbying for the Second Amendment and advocating for the right to keep and bear arms in the California legislature, I would win the argument, but I would lose the vote. This would actually be an opportunity to actually win both the argument and win the vote. So... You know, I, I, I'm i not going to spend a lot of time unless we're talking about like anecdotal stuff that goes on the campaign that's interesting. I'm not going to be spending a lot of time talking about the campaign here on the show. I just want to let you guys know that if you want to follow it, go to craigdeluse.com. That's craigdeluse.com. Uh, and you can follow everything going on with the campaign there. Uh, if you, you, know, you want to support a brother, feel free to support a brother. Um, but uh, just know, I, I as I've told a number of my folks in the 2A community, this is your chance to not just have someone who supports the Second Amendment, but someone who's actually 
as a part of their career, actively fought for our, not just our right to keep and bear arms, but, but our fought against taxation, fought against all the evils that we preach against, or we, we, I don't want to say preach against, that, <laughs> that, that we scream and howl against on this program. There we go. Looking forward to watching it. And uh, you may give the audience, but uh, I won't. So, you know, enjoy. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Before we get started, Mike, why don't you go ahead and give a quick shout out to our sponsors? And if you got your past five years, you probably got one. Now you can direct from this BM barrel manufacturer for your next AR build or rebarrel your current rifle. That's hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting the good fight behind any lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. Check out California Republican Assembly. Hog holsters. That's helping America with guns. Get with them. Use the discount code, the rundown, all caps. No this is one word. Get a little discount best in tactical concealed holsters on the market and of course we want some awesome field gear some tactical gear hiking gear get on over to see our good friends at uscombatgear.com that's right folks these are the folks who bring us to you so that we can bring you to them do us a favor do them a favor do yourself a favor visit them all you gotta do is follow the links in the description to this program check them out spend some money make sure you tell them it was the guys over at the rundown that sent you before i before we get on with the news stories mike uh Perhaps you want to let folks know, you know, what was, what were you up to the last, uh, the last couple of weeks? Cause, uh, you, this, that was a pretty long sabbatical that you took and normally you don't, unless it's really something special. I, uh, I, I volunteer. One of the things I do, I volunteer with the, uh, with the civil air patrol, the, uh, you know, they were a, a, a great help and, uh, and set me up for success before joining and having a, a very long career in the military. And, uh, after getting out, went back to them to, to give back and they had a couple of very big events over the past two weekends that uh, I was a, a, a key part of and uh, just had to had to focus on those between uh, preparation travel movement execution uh, and just was not able to give the time I needed to for the rundown so I had to take that uh, that two-week furlough uh, and now I'm uh, and now I'm back and sitting in a pile of paperwork from both those events. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, you know what? Considering the fact that you do so much for for others, I think that uh, the audience, uh, while they appreciate you being back, they also appreciate the fact you were willing to give up your time and your talent uh, to help out in the community. So, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and get started into today's news. Now, our first news story here. Um, well, we when we talked about the inflation reduction, I mean, let me clarify the Inflation Reduction Act, and I use air quotes because we all know, and and even the people who passed it knew that this bill did absolutely nothing to reduce inflation. In other words, in, in other words, all it really was was all of the the stuff that he was trying to push in that he didn't get through the um, uh, Res American Rescue Act. You know, all of the all this, the stuff that he wanted to stuff in there, all the spending, the new Green Deal stuff that he wanted to include that he couldn't get in there. He got it into the Inflation Reduction Act. And uh, the one the one Democrat who had held out and made sure that that didn't get into the other bill. Uh, well, he kind of agreed and allowed it to get into this bill. He made certain uh, 
They made certain agreements. Well, we know that those agreements were not kept and have not been kept. And now Joe Manchin uh, is saying that is talking about how he wishes he had voted against it. In fact, he's talking about how he would actually vote to repeal it if it came up. Now, unfortunately, even if he did vote to repeal it, wouldn't do any good because, well, the president would just veto it and they do not have a veto proof majority. But anyway, so now we're finding out that the uh, the money that was in it in order to deal with uh, in order to deal with climate change, because we know that was really the big part of it. Of that bill, 384.9, so basically $385 billion over the next 10 years was supposed to go to deal with climate change. Well, guess what we're learning, Mike? We're finding out that uh, not only was this bill a big lie, it was a much bigger lie than we had originally thought it was. Because it turns out, the new cost of the bill, as estimated, is $1 trillion. Over $1 trillion, Mike, for something that uh, is supposed to reduce inflation. And the funny part is, is that when this has been brought up to people, to Democrats, they still claim, oh, yeah, no, it, it reduces inflation. Yeah, folks, uh, again, it, it was triple the cost they told it was going to be, told us it was going to be, you know, we, and we could all look at it ahead of time and go, this this is not accurate. But, uh, oh, no, no, we swear it's accurate, swear it's accurate. So now it's over a trillion dollars in fake climate controls. Um, th- this is this is money padded, sended, sending down to uh, lower government agencies that uh, really have no function at all except to come up with these these weird climate issues. Uh, and, and and this is, this is, Again, this administration's way of funding smaller government agencies and government bureaucracies that support them uh, in, in their in their other endeavors. So this is a trillion dollars worth of payoffs to to to, to government agencies that uh, that really do nothing for you to begin with. Well, and and once again, Mike, l- let us not underestimate the importance of this one thing. They lied. They yeah. flat out the, the fact that it's called the Inflation Reduction Act, but yet the Congressional Budget Office admits it does almost nothing to reduce inflation. In fact, the only real inflation reducing measures are basically based on assumptions of things that will happen that Congress told the Congressional Budget Office so that the numbers will come out the way in which they want. And that's not anything new. They do that all the time. They did that with the, they did that with about uh, with Obamacare. They say, well, we're going to cut these things, and that's how we're going to save money on Obamacare. Yet here we are now, almost two decades later, uh, uh, and none of those things they said they were going to cut have actually been cut. And the cost of Obamacare is is full tenfold. It is way higher than it was than it, than it was projected to be because. They lied. And and here we are again, allowing them to pass their stuff into a law with a lie. I mean, the, the very name of the bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, does isn't just flat out lie. It's like, uh, let's educate all Americans and then we'll spend the money on uh, hookers and blow. It's, it's what it is. It, it's slush fund <laughs> money sent down to these, to these other little government agencies. And don't forget, of course, Craig, the big lie of Obamacare, you'll get to keep your primary care physician. Oh, yeah, you'll get to keep your doctor. And and I'm, I'm just, I'm wondering, 
you know, voters out there, people out there who voted for the, who vote for these folks, when they lie to you and, and, and then they, then they turn around and they lie again and you just, you can just keep forgiving them. You keep putting them back in office. At what point are you going to correlate the fact that you keep putting liars in office and then they lie to you and then you don't remove them from office? At what point are you going to realize that that is a, a failing cycle? They don't care. As long as the D is next to the name, they're going to continue to vote for these people. The yep. yellow dog Democrats has nothing to do with policies. has nothing to do with the lies that they're repeatedly told. And they know their lies. They have to know their lies, right? These are people that are able to get up and take themselves to the polls. They, they, they must have the, the, uh, the ability to determine a lie from the truth. At some point, uh, uh, they, they're going to continue to vote for them because D next to the name means more free money in their pockets. Uh, and, and everybody else out there that's working for a buck means less money in their pockets. Exactly. That that's that's pretty much how that's pretty much how it goes down. Yet whole, trying to do anything to hold these folks accountable just does not seem to be uh, an option these days. Uh, and and it's worse because in areas that are deep blue, um, they they just they bought into the lie. And that's the worst part is is that they're getting all of their news and information from Mother Jones, from Huffington Post, from CNN, from MSNBC, and. The media, quite frankly, is failing in their in their job of holding elected officials accountable. Absolutely right. And uh, until until there starts to be a an awakening, uh, uh, you know, a knowledge, uh, you know, they, it's it's going to continue. They're going to continue to have their way, and they do what the current administration, uh, you know, is is doing such right now. Right. And you know, Mike, because of that, they're going to continue to get away with stuff like this now. Joe Biden, and the first thing I want to let you know, this, what is happening right now, what I'm about to talk to you about, there was no law passed in Congress, right? So you can't blame Republicans. This is specifically the Biden administration that is doing this, right? They want to institute an additional fee or raise fees on individuals who have good credit when they go to buy a loan. If you use certain government programs, a certain government loans, I think it's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, right? Yeah. They want to increase the fees on you if you either have a larger down payment or if you have good credit. Here, check out the story real quick. Now to new mortgage rules set to take effect. Chief Economics Correspondent Rebecca Jarvis is here to break it down. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Michael. And a lot of people are paying attention to these new rules because they do go into effect May 1st, and they're part of an effort to make home buying more affordable for those who are limited by wealth or income. Among these changes, people who have lower credit scores may get more of a break with those upfront fees when it comes to buying. People with higher credit scores will still pay less, but they may not get as much of a break. So in real terms, how this is going to look on a mortgage of $300,000. If you have a credit score of 659, you could save about $3,750 in closing costs. Whereas if you have a credit score of 740 or higher, you might pay $375 more. The Urban Institute says on average, this is gonna be an increase of about $10 a month. Most mortgages will not see a major impact. Now, keep in mind, now, Mike, so you do the responsible thing. You save money so that you can put down a 20% down payment. You also, by the way, at that same time, 
Don't go out and spend a bunch of money that you can't afford to repay. You pay your bills on time. Therefore, you have a good credit score. And so as a result, you now have to pay more to purchase a home. Is it just me or are they punishing good behavior? Or in fact, is it rewarding bad behavior or both? It's both, right? This is the this is the redistribution of wealth, folks. This is the core of social socialism. They're taking those that have been able to maintain, those that have been able to, you know, establish a good credit, you know, the middle class, upper middle class, and they're taking them and they're going to punish them by taking more money from them. And guess where it's going to go? It's going to go to these low income folks, the, the the people that have been irresponsible with their money. Are there people out there that lost jobs and have had that happen to them? Of course there are. But the majority of these people are sitting there, like, like we said last story, with that D next to their name, waiting for the handouts from the government. And that, that money, it, you can't just print it all. It's got to come from somewhere else. So guess what? If you've been a, a good, financially responsible person, you're about to be penalized and your money's going to go to pay for low-income people getting houses. And, and folks, here's the thing. I'm not against the idea of low-income people getting houses. I think both of us are for that. But here's what we're more yeah. for. We're for people being able to buy houses that they can afford, right? Yes. So we won't, you don't make it affordable by, by allowing someone to get into a home that they, by guaranteeing a loan for someone that they, if they can't afford the loan, because they are eventually going to lose that house unless their financial situation changes. The problem though with this also is though, it, 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 it discourages good behavior. Why would I put more money down? See, the reason why interest rates are different, the reason why you pay more fees is because then you have more skin in the game when you have either worse credit or you're putting less down because that increases the likelihood that you will default. See, people loan money and it, the interest rate is based on risk, right? The, the yeah. less the, the lower the risk, the lower the reward, meaning the lower the interest rate for the, uh, for the, for the lender. If you are a greater risk, they mitigate the chances of loss by increasing the amount of money they charge. So here's the deal. You want to pay less? Get good credit, right? Don't go out and pay for stuff and use your credit card as a way in which to live a lifestyle that you haven't earned yet. Pay your bills on time. How about that? That's how you get good credit. And when you do that, and then, oh, by the way, save when you save, you borrow less money, which means your payment is lower, lower interest rate. There's less at risk because you've got more skin in the game. I don't understand why this is rocket science, but haven't we already seen, Mike, we've already seen one instance where when you, when the, the whole 2008 uh, housing bubble was based on the idea that people were getting, people made it, the government mandated banks loan money to people to get into homes that they couldn't afford. And while some of the people could, a lot of the people couldn't. And then they turned around and they defaulted. And that's what created not a national economic crisis. It created a worldwide economic conference, uh, 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 issue, incident. Uh, and clearly some Democrats have not learned from that. Or the Biden administration has not learned from that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And, and you know, and this this wouldn't even be needed, Craig, if the inf if the inflation was under control, if our economy was going well. They're trying to get these people with 
you know, inadequate jobs uh, into houses they can't afford, you know, because their, their salary's gone down, the jobs, uh, the, the cost of houses has gone up. So how do we correct that? We don't fix the economy. We don't fix inflation. We take money from those that have money and give it to those that don't. Right. Socialism. Definition, and, right? Socialism. Right. And in places where housing costs are out of control, overwhelmingly, the problem is government regulation. It's... It's, it's the requirements of paying things like prevailing wage. Uh, it, is, it is environmental regulation that adds in California 80, over $80,000 to the cost of a, of, a, of a single unit of housing. Uh, before you ever break ground, you add yeah. 80 some odd thousand dollars to the cost of that. Uh, and then you wonder why people can't afford to buy homes. Right. Anyway. Exactly right. And I will and repeat this one more time. This is being done. Yeah, this is being done by the Biden administration as a rule, meaning it takes effect the beginning of May. No law was passed. In fact, Republicans have introduced legislation to block his ability to do that. The Congress should not have to do that. Honestly, they should not have to say, no, you don't get to do that. He is literally, anyway. This is an abuse of yep. executive power in order to make you, the responsible home buyer, pay more. Yep, exactly right. This is this is just contributes to those that are fleeing California and Illinois and New York and heading to you know Arizona, Texas, and Florida because those things are are, are fought here. You're able to take more of your money home with you here. Yeah. The housing markets are more con- under control here, uh, and, and it's just going to turn. California, Illinois, New York, into more of a wasteland of those that are either the super elite or those that are living from, uh, you know, next week's paycheck to next week's paycheck, not even this week's paycheck. Exactly. Exactly. Now, moving right along and Mike, I owe you an apology because in the pregame, in the pre pregame show, pre-show, I said we weren't going to be talking about uh, the, the shooting in Texas. And then I realized, oh, yeah, we do have the story from the, the guy in Texas. Uh, for those of you who do not know, there was a shooting over the weekend or an incident where an individual, uh, well, he was shooting, this was in Texas, he was shooting, uh, shooting his, outside shooting his firearm, uh, it was in late in the evening, and he was, uh, it was kind of loud, and his neighbor came over and asked him if he could, you know, either go further away from their side of the house to shoot, because they had a one-month-old who was trying to sleep, and anyway... Later, the individual comes over to the house and uh, shoots the house up, killing five people. And uh, this individual is now on the run. Uh, one of the things that is not pointed out in the story, or at least in most of the mainstream media, very few in the media are actually reporting on this, is that this individual is actually been, uh, he's actually in the country illegally. And Mike, he has been removed from the country something like five times. But we don't have a porous southern border, right? We have, we have a secure southern border that someone, uh, an individual who is allowed to return to the United States five times after being removed um, is in this country illegally uh, and now has turned around and killed five people. And the sad part is this isn't the first story like this. Yeah, shocking, right? Uh, illegal alien kills people uh, and it's probably back across the border already. Uh, you know, if you it, trust me, if you can break into this country illegally, it, it's it's pretty simple for you to get out. Uh, uh, you know, this is you know, the irresponsibility on the Biden administration. One hundred percent. They they are they are, uh, you know, in cahoots 
with the death of these five people for having allowed this person in the country, uh, you know, through their policies and procedures. And this is not to say that everyone who's, who's coming into our southern border is a murderer. But when you do not have a check on who is coming across your southern border, you allow murderers to sneak in. A.K.A. this guy. And you just had yep, Mayorkas murder. was before was before the House talking about we have a secure southern board. I don't understand how this dude can actually sit in front of Congress and lie like that and get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. When you're not checking them, like you said, you're letting in. You know, are there good people that come in besides the fact that they're illegally entering the country? Sure. Of course, there are the numbers that, you know, would, would, would play that out. But when you when you let in. Uh, you know, murderers, drug dealers, gun runners, uh, you know, pedophiles, rapists. This this is what happens. You, you know, guess what? Uh, uh, a murderer going to do what a murderer does, you know? Right. Well, and, and you are going to let those in when you do not have control over who enters your country. That is what is going on right now. I mean, we... We had, I mean, we've had year after year, we have set records at our southern border. 2021 was a record number. 2022 broke that. And 2023 is currently in hold my beer status. Yep. Yep. Now listen, there's a, if, if you don't get this folks, right? If you're going to allow illegal aliens, immigrants into the country, you're going to give them checks because they're here illegally and you want to see them do well. Wink, I want to see them do well. By, by having them do well means I'm going to allow the illegals to vote in the system. And because I'm paying them and giving them checks, guess who they're going to vote for the majority of the time? You're buying votes. These five deaths are because the government policy is to buy the votes of illegal aliens. Yeah. No. Anyway, so folks, we need we need we need people to be serious about what's going on our southern border. But hey, the mainstream media has hit their main talking point, and that is that he used an AR-15 style rifle. We got to ban them. Yeah. A weapon of war. Weapons of war. Them assault weapons. We got to ban them. How about this? How about we ban people coming into the country illegally? <gasps> No, no, no one's going for that one. I'll bet you guys are, yeah. but no one else is. Moving right along, the director of the ATF. Now, this one was hilarious. I had to share this one with you. Uh, Steve Dettelbeck is a known anti, anti-gun activist. He's a known gun grabber. Uh, and before Congress, he decided to testify that, uh, well, that uh, he was, uh, well, he was asked a very specific question, and uh, he had he had an amusing answer for the person who runs the uh, Department of Alcohol, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and uh, uh, Firearms. Check it out, Director Dettelback. Did I get it right? You absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you for being here today, and congratulations on your confirmation. I think it's essential for the leadership of any agency to have a permanent and uh, Senate affirmed. Uh, director, and I know you've only while, so congratulations for that. And I think, uh, you know, no matter how I feel about uh, the ATF, it is important for leadership purposes for the direction uh, of your agency to be clear and stable. So, as a foundational question, and I don't play stump the chump, I'm not out to get uh, on a news bite, but I have some questions for you as the director that I'd like to understand about where you are personally 
I've seen it read that in 2018, when you ran for attorney general, that you said that all assault weapons should be banned. Is that a, is that a fair statement? Um, I don't, I, I certainly said that I was in that political campaign, which is far different from where I am now. Although the administration's position is that there should be an assault weapons ban, to be clear. But um, I think what I said was that, that, that there should be uh, a, an assault weapons ban. I, I think it would have been up to the Ohio legislature mm -hmm. to try and determine, and it's hard work to determine what things are and are not covered, how you define those terms. That would have been my view. I, and a, as with, with, with any uh, legislative body, they get to, to make those uh, okay. determinations. But uh, if you agreed with that, uh, as a gun owner uh, of many different types and a 20-year military veteran, I have some expertise in weaponry. Uh, and self-defense weapons. What could you, in 15 seconds, would you define an assault weapon for me? So, so if you go after 15 seconds, I'll just interrupt you. No, so. So, so I'll go shorter than that because I, I honestly, I do think that's a, if Congress wishes to take that up, I think Congress would have to do the work, but we would be there to provide technical assistance. I, unlike you, I'm not a firearms expert to the same extent as you may be. So, once again, he advocated for something. In other words, what he's saying is, I don't know what an I don't know what an assault weapon is, right? It would be up to the legislative body to determine what an assault weapon is, but we should ban it because. And and, and my expertise is, and the reason why I say that is because I'm not an expert. Craig, listen. Let's be fair. Now it is the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Maybe the guy's an expert on, I don't know, Bud Light and cigarettes. Uh, maybe he's got 50% <laughs> of it down and the other stuff, maybe not so much. Well, I, I'll tell you, uh, Jim Jordan actually had an interesting take on it. We'll, I'll play a little bit of what, what, uh, what uh, Jim Jordan had to say <laughs> about uh, Mr. Dattelbeck's uh, comment. And now it's the ATF. Except with the ATF, they don't even claim to be experts. The director said so last week. Last week in a hearing in front of Congress in the Appropriations Committee, he was asked about firearms. He said, I'm not an expert in firearms. Not an expert, but still trying to run Americans' lives. You would think the head of the... <laughs> not an expert, but still trying to take away our fundamental rights. Yep, um, yep. I don't know. I, I would think that you would want to put someone who knows and understands firearms, firearms technology, the firearms industry in a place where they are overseeing firearms. Well, we understand, Craig, that it's not about understanding firearms at all. You know, so that's look at all the firearms laws out there. The people that don't know anything about firearms make the firearms laws. Um, th this guy, he has one thing in common with the with the administration. He wants to ban assault weapon ownership. He wants to ban firearms from being in citizens' hands. That's what he wants. That's all they need. You don't need to be an expert on firearms. Listen, Craig, I don't need to know about an internal combustion engine if I've decided I want nothing but electric cars out there. I'm just going to go pump for electric cars. Well, you know, it's funny. I was I was doing a radio interview and we were talking about assault weapons, and I refused to use the term. And I kept saying they want what they want to ban is semi-automatic centerfire rifles with detachable magazines and other interesting features. Yes. And it was like when I said that the people they the, the 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 interviewer was like okay now I'm confused I said exactly because you have absolutely no idea when you say assault weapon what you are talking about you right. think it's a scary gun 
uh, that the military uses. And that's not... Now, there is a scary-looking gun that the military uses that's called an assault rifle. That's not something that individual citizens are generally allowed to purchase and or use or possess. But you don't know any... But but you like you you say because they look alike, they should be banned. That's it. That's it. I've been told they're evil, so I must uh, go by the lock and step uh, line of my administration and tell you that they're evil and get rid of them. In order to make others feel good. That's right. There you That's are. the world we live in these days. Speaking of the world we live in, it's time for our parting shots. Brought to you by Hog Holsters. Get your Hog Holster today by going to hogholster.com. Use the discount code THE RUNDOWN, all caps, no spaces. Let's get into it today. All right, we got some really good ones here, some really fun ones. Uh, well, this one is kind of a throwback. This first one is kind of a throwback from our uh, COVID days. Now, I'll let Mike go ahead and describe this one to you. Listen, for all those oh, those of you that are out there that, that wore nothing but masks all by yourself, in your car, in your home, there's a new product for you. It's for those people that just insist on safety all the times because you, you never know when you might be saving the children. Now, you can get yourself your very own outdoor seatbelt. Contact them now. Available for only $199. $199. Make you feel safe. Make you feel safe right now. Uh, and, but this is the thing, Mike. And, and what, what this does, it, ex, it exposes what is clearly obvious, right? Because we all know that the left has a problem with the obvious. For example, this is a banana. It is red. It is round. It has a stem. It's often been used to make pies. Not banana pies, but apple pies. But nonetheless, it is still a banana. So if you look at this and you are seeing an apple, then you are a right-wing extremist, according to the left. Which one? Are, what are you seeing, Mike? Do you see a banana or an apple? I, I guess I must be a right-wing extremist, Craig, because it looks like an apple to me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How you like them apples? Yeah. <laughs> Which then leads me kind of to the next one. Now, this is something, for those of you who are dealing with wokeness in your public schools, um, this is an interesting one. So you, here you have a mom who's uh, talking to her son, or I mean, I'm sorry, I don't want to gender identify him or misgender him. Uh, or them, uh, talking to a young child that appears to be a boy uh, and asks him, how was school? Uh, and, and Mike, what, what is the, uh, the, the, individual's, the young individual's response? He vomits a rainbow. It's been shoved down his throat all day long, in his ears. He's got to deal with this nonsense. And at the end of the day, he just vomits the rainbow. <laughs> and that is pretty much what our young people are dealing with these days. Um, they're... There are there. There's a, actually a very good book. Uh, there are a number of good, a number of books out there that are talking about. There's one good name by James Lindsay calling the Marxification of Public Education. Uh, excellent book to learn about how wokeness has invaded our public schools. Check it out. Uh, but this one, yeah, this is sad. But this is what's happening in in many, not all, and I feel comfortable enough to say not even most of our public schools. But it is in fact happening. Yes, absolutely. Every day, every day. Hey, and this last one, you guys will love this one. Uh, 
This is in honor of what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. Mike and I have not had a chance to share our fair share of uh, Bud Light, uh, Bud Light uh, uh, stories. But uh, this has got the uh, the wokeivist there at the top, uh, looking all calm and all surreal, and said, "If you don't like it, don't buy. Just don't buy it." And it's a Bud can with the rainbow on it, celebrating uh, Dylan Mulvaney, the. Uh, I don't even feel right calling Dylan Mulvaney transgender because Dylan Mulvaney is actually more of a female impersonator than a than transgender, in my in my uh, never to be humble opinion. Right, uh, but right. then at the bottom, it's got the same person doing her woke, outrage face with the ancient Bible Bible bottle because well you know we can't have the picture the face of a black woman uh, on a on a bottle of syrup. But uh, hey, let's have the picture of a fake woman. On a on a on a can of uh, on a yeah, can of that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And that is the world in which we live. On that note, we are about done. But before we go, Mike, it's about that time to uh, give a shout out to yep. our sponsors. Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net. Hitmanindustries.net. Rifle and pistol calibers available in all length of barrels. Check them out now. Hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting the good fight behind enemy lines. Again, you could take part in California's future today, maybe even with the California 6th to the U.S. Uh, US Congress. Uh, and then, of course, if you want some awesome outdoor gear, some field gear, get over to uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. Please visit our sponsors and let them know that it was the guys over at the Rundown that sent you. And with that, we're going to go ahead and call it a day. We appreciate you sticking with us, being with us. We're going to be back tomorrow on Taco Tuesday. So uh, be here or be there or be square. There you go. That's a saying. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff.